Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit. And so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of February 24th, 2019. The podcast that doesn't know why there's no sun up in the sky. Oh boy, that's been the case in North Carolina these past few days, I can tell you. Oh wow. <laughs> this is your host Shane Killian and returning this week is Travis Retriever. Welcome back, Travis. It's good to be back. Let's prolongate the news of the bogus. So, fast food workers in New York City won a hard-fought battle for a $15 minimum wage and also pressed for better work schedules, and now they're wondering why they're being laid off. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Almost like the wall of supply and demand is an actual thing that exists in reality. You radical you. So, they're back asking the city council to protect them from being fired without a valid reason. Apparently, you aren't providing enough of a benefit to cover the cost of your employment is not a valid reason. How much do you want to bet that this is also going to make it much harder to get hired? Unintended consequences... Remember your boss, yacht folks. Well, as an example, one woman, Melody Walker, complained that she was fired from Chipotle for not smiling enough. And yeah, that's so unfair, right? In a place where you serve customers and are expected to be nice to them and make sure their experience there is pleasant. You know? Sorry, smiling is kind of part of your job. Right, so. Believe me, I've worked fast food. I've worked in pharmacies and restaurants and plenty of places where I've had to serve customers. There are customers who are horrible and who you hate and who you can't stand being around for a second because they're just horrible people. You still have to smile and say, I hope you have a pleasant day. That's your job. I mean... So suck it up. I don't really have to deal with customers that often, but even if I'm not, you know, like, big grin, teeth showing, smiling, I will still go out of my way to help. Well, and even if you're not serving customers, there's the morale of your fellow employees. That's important. Well, apparently the driving force behind all of this is the Service Employees International Union, and restaurant owners are skeptical. According to Matthew Holler of the International Franchise Association, quote, We're always skeptical about any efforts by the SEIU that they're really anything more than a front to help them increase their dues-paying membership and their political agenda. And I can already hear every single leftist pseudo-skeptic in the comments saying, uh, slippery slope, slippery slope, or conspiracy monger or some such nonsense. The city councilman Brad Lander said, quote, 
No one should fear being fired for no reason at all, proving that he doesn't understand the concept of a voluntary association. Their job is to provide value to their employer enough to justify their wage. If they are not providing that value, then that is every bit of a reason to fire them. I mean, that's just how life goes. Well, and in the examples they keep giving, it's because the employees aren't doing their job, like another claimed that she was fired unjustly because she didn't show up for her shift. At least where I work, uh, if you don't show up for your shift and don't call, that's an automatic fire. Well, I mean, she did call. I don't have all the stuff in my notes, but it's in the story. There was, like, something she had going on. I saw on. it. It said that she did call, and she, cla- she at least she claims to have called, but those, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, you, you can't have workers that are unreliable, and, I mean, especially, we don't know if that was her first time, if that had been, like, her third or fourth time doing something like that. And completely understand it. Yeah, since at least where I work, if you do get, if you do uh, call out too many times, even with notice and even with a valid reason, uh, you will eventually get fired if you keep it up. Yep. Spencer Rubin, chief executive of the Melt Shop, said, quote, Ultimately, I'm a fan of making our employees' lives better, but some of these rules make it really, really challenging for us to operate. It is a little odd that fast casual and fast food restaurants continue to be singled out. Even as a young teen, I thought that was a bit weird how whenever people wanted to bitch about, like, you know, this or that industry, they'd always single out McDonald's. It always just struck me as really peculiar and weird. Yeah, and they never point to the little mom-and-pop joints that are going to be affected by it. Imagine my surprise. A labor attorney, Michael J. Lolito, said that this just-cause requirement would be a first in the country and questioned its timing given that New York City is currently experiencing an all-time low unemployment rate of 4%. They have those good rates in spite of the state regulations and other nonsense, not because of. Yeah, so basically you get the city to pass ridiculous laws, and then when the completely foreseeable results of those laws happen, you blame the industry and use it as a reason why we need regulation and unions and everything else. Yeah, pretty much. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins, and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary-aged children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I, Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. I don't think we covered this story, so I'll have to summarize before we do this update. 
The whole Blue Lives Matter people are up in arms over the horrific shooting of four police officers in Houston by two drug-dealing suspects who are now dead because the cops riddled them full of holes. They also shot the dog, of course. Oh, dear. The police were operating on a tip from a CI, in other words, the say-so of a criminal, to get a no-knock warrant on the couple who were apparently criminal masterminds running a heroin operation. Uh, problem is, they didn't find any heroin. In fact, the couple, Dennis Tuttle and Regina Nicholas, have been by all accounts good neighbors over their 21 years of marriage, and police had responded to an unrelated incident months earlier about a bad check, where they found no wrongdoing on the part of the couple and everything was fine. Blue Lives Matter people will flip out over four officers getting shot, yet the hundreds and even thousands of innocent bystanders they murder in cold blood, you know, flash-banged infants and all, shot dogs and massacred kittens, yes, those all really happened. In fact, I think I was one of the ones covering them on each of those cases. Yeah, they don't, not a peep out of them. Oh, you know, a few bad apples, they were just doing their jobs, yada, yada, yada. Now, when I said the word Tuttle, those of you who've seen the movie Brazil might jokingly be wondering if there wasn't a typo and they were really after someone named Buttle. Actually, you're not far off. The shooting occurred at 7815 Harding, which is where this couple live, and that's the address on the warrant, but there's also a 7815 Hardy, not Harding, that actually matches the description the CI gave. And police denied that, of course. Houston PD Chief Art Acevedo said, quote, I guarantee you we got the right house. But it's funny that the only thing they found were small quantities of cocaine and marijuana that one would have for personal use, and no heroin, which is what they were supposed to be pushing. They also found a few guns, which, of course, Acevedo was using as evidence that they're just such horrible criminals. But the police would totally never turn against you or take your guns or use that against you, except for all the times they have, local, state, and federal. But it's interesting that they didn't find the weapon that officers claim Tuttle fired at them. They also didn't find the money the CI claimed he paid for the heroin. Oh, and by the way, none of these cops were wearing body cameras. Imagine my shock. Well, now the investigation is turning up some interesting things. For example, the drugs apparently came from a police officer from the stash he'd had in his vehicle. So not only were they apparently planted, also apparently cops are just driving around with stashes of drugs in their vehicles. I mean, who's going to arrest a cop if they want to be? If they want to also do drug dealing on the side as a side hustle? I mean, makes sense to me. <laughs> also. Investigators can't seem to locate this CI that was supposedly used as such a reliable source of intel, so could it be that this person doesn't even actually exist? No. They would surely never lie to us. Well, apparently they have determined for uh, pretty much a certainty that one of the officers just outright lied in his affidavit to get the warrant. Now keep in mind, this case got national attention as to how rough the job of a police officer is and how dangerous it is out there for them. Union President Joe Gamaldi was covered in national news saying, quote, 
We are sick and tired of having dirtbags trying to take our lives when all we're trying to do is protect this community and protect our families. Enough is enough. If you're the ones out there spreading the rhetoric that police officers are the enemy, well, just know we've all got your number now. We're going to be keeping track on all of y'all, and we're going to make sure to hold you accountable every time you stir the pot on our police officers. Well, Gamaldi, we're stirring it right here, right now. That seriously sounds like a threat. Yeah. Basically, if you say something bad about us, we'll mess you up. Yeah, you know, if, if they're going to come after you just for using your freedom of speech to criticize the police. Yeah, pretty much. The next paragraph in that in this bit is something else, too. How do citizens protect themselves against police officers willing to fabricate every aspect of an investigation in order to perform armed raids of their houses? Legally owning weapons means nothing when cops and many courts consider homeowners defending themselves from armed intruders a crime in and of itself. Exactly, yeah. Two people are dead, and no amount of late-arriving indictments is going to change that. Officers took a concerned mother's call about her daughter's drug use and turned it into a criminal conspiracy involving heroin and dangerous drug pushers armed to the teeth. And here's the kicker, though. Even if they were drug dealers, so what?! Yeah. They're selling a product to willing others. Outside of the state's involvement, they're harming nobody. Yeah, I mean, all that's happened here, not just the raid, but all of the rhetoric that police all over the country have been spewing about it, it's just proven that cops are a much greater danger to the safety of the people than many criminals, certainly like the ones you said. that They were just, if, even if they did everything they were accused of, they were just engaging in voluntary transactions out of their homes. You know, even if it wasn't all a pack of lies, and they're even openly saying that they'll use their police powers to retaliate against criticism. Double bogon points if they're also the same people who go around going, Herd your liberal snowflakes can't take criticism getting triggered. Message to all police officers everywhere. If you don't want people complaining that you're acting like mafia thugs, stop acting like mafia thugs. The entire police force, the courts, everyone defends and aids and abets them. According to their own laws, that would make them every bit as guilty, if not more so, than the perps who did it in the first place. No, that is no excuse. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv.
So, a president that has been elected under circumstances that some find dubious and who is allied with Russia has declared a national emergency to close off the country's southern border because of what he claims is an economic threat. I'm referring, of course, to Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro. <laughs> I see what you did there. Wait, wait, who, did, who did you think I was talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, no, 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 we'll, we'll get to him later. Don't worry, we'll get to him later. <laughs> Maduro has closed the border with Brazil to stop humanitarian aid entering the country, saying it's just a Trojan horse orchestrated by evil capitalists in the U.S. to undermine his authority and aid the opposition. He still denies that there is any economic crisis in his country. I don't even think creationists or moon hoaxers are on that level of denial. I'm sorry. Good God. Yeah, it would be like if Bush denied that the 9-11 attacks happened. Yeah. It's that level of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. People in Brazil and Colombia, many of them Venezuelan expatriates, have been attempting to raise money to help Venezuelans in need. In Colombia, a fundraising event will be held near the border. Less than a thousand feet away in Venezuela, Maduro will be staging a hands-off Venezuela event. I mean, it probably would have been cheaper and more effectual, or at least more transparent, to just have a bunch of socialist slaves build a giant middle finger made out of solid gold. <laughs> I mean, he might as well at this point. Maduro did announce that Russia would be sending 300 tons of aid to Venezuela to help with a crisis that isn't happening. <laughs> yes, because... Well, of course he can't accept aid from the capitalists, because apparently those starving people are now an embarrassment to their ideological agenda. Yes, socialists are totally compassionate, except actually, no, they're not. They're nothing of the sort, and never have, and they're about as anti-compassionate as it gets, but I digress. Now, most of these events have been organized by Juan Guaido and his followers. He was the opposition in last year's elections, and many in and outside of the country are considering him to be the proper leader after the election machines were hacked to swing the results to Maduro. Personally, I don't know if he's really going to be any better. I mean, I'm skeptical of any politician, but... Yeah. Despite how this has been politicized, many feel that it's absolutely necessary, like charity director Alberto Cababi, who said, quote, Maduro's the one who created the crisis here in Venezuela. Actually, I think you have to give Chavez a lot of the blame before that, but anyway. Yeah. The National Assembly asked for humanitarian aid in 2016. We've been asking in 2017 and 2018, and now in 2019. There are a lot of people dying because they don't have access to what they need. So the show has been created by Maduro's government. Yeah, apparently they can't afford stuff like food and even medicine. But, you know, UHC is so wonderful. Basically anything in the country that the government nationalized. Yeah. You know, the government nationalizes the food industry and they start starving. Things like that. Yeah. And that's why you should be skeptical of everyone who says no it's capitalist because 60 percent of the economy is privately owned well it's so much of the economy because the the part of the economy that's under the government is doing crap you know yeah the government's in charge of the food but if there's no food on the shelves to buy how is it going to show up in gdp yep and Kababi's got a point as well i mean how much of a show would this have been if maduro had said Oh, you want to bring in aid? Sure, wonderful, bring it on in. You know, he could have just said that and avoided all this. 
And the sad truth is, the US isn't really that capitalist. Last I checked, we have all 28 platforms of the old 1928 US Socialist Party platform implemented, as well as all 10 plunks of the Communist Manifesto enacted to varying degrees. Well, I think the only reason Venezuela's lasted this long is that it has been propped up by Russia and to a bigger extent China. Yeah. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to adumbrate this week's biggest bogan emitter. And once again, it goes to the European Commission, and once again, it's about Article 13. They posted an article that was full of conspiratorial claptrap, saying that all the people speaking out against Article 13 are really just bots run by Google. They soon deleted it out of embarrassment, but guess what? The internet is forever. Yep. Even if you delete stuff, they're always to archive that. There are archives, there are screenshots, there's all sorts of things people do. I've heard of screenshots, sometimes aren't always reliable, like, they can be photoshopped or something. Like, I know this one dude, uh, tried to pull a fake photoshopping of fake screenshots on you. Which is why, if possible, always use third-party, uh, archive services. Yeah, and that's what this is, it's on archive.org. And I grabbed a copy of it, too, while I could, so if it disappears from the archive, you know, like Food Babe did, I can always put up a copy myself. I've done that a few times. Sweet. And it also helps that there are more than one archive, so even if they take down one, there are others. So after finalizing the language of Article 13 in a way that nobody likes, last Friday they took the desperate step of labeling everyone who opposes it a mob that are either Google bots or people misled by them. So then they removed it, saying, quote, We have removed this article as it has been understood in a way that doesn't reflect the Commission's position. Then word it better. <laughs> your inability to communicate or word your points in a way that can be understood is not their fault. But basically they're using exactly the same arguments that anti-Trump people used to dismiss social media posts leading up to the 2016 election. And notice... Even according to their own statement, they didn't remove the article because it was factually incorrect. They moved it because the stupid public is too dumb to understand it, because they read it to mean that the stupid public was too dumb to understand anything. Yeah. The more statist and state-entrenched an industry becomes, the more they seem to regard the public with just complete and utter contempt. So, this post was saying things like, quote, 
And so it was that the wholly inaccurate phrases link taxes and censorship machines started to be part of the campaign against the proposed copyright directive. Never let the truth get in the way of a catchy slogan. What they didn't do was show that these slogans are inaccurate, largely because they can't, and as we've seen in the past, they can be confirmed just by looking at the words of the supporters. No kidding. Quote, the idea behind the directive is to bring copyright rules into the 21st century. The current rules are very analog and designed for the world before the web. Things have changed. But of course, Article 13 is all about trying to preserve the old business model and make it difficult for new media to compete. <sighs> this is why a VPN these days is a must. Yep. If, if you're in Europe, just VPN somewhere outside of the EU and you'll be fine. Yeah. Quote, Just as Google and Facebook are being rewarded financially for all their hard work in producing amazing software, clever algorithms, and exciting designs, we think authors, filmmakers, journalists, and musicians should also be rewarded for their endeavors, too. But the Internet has been a massive boost for content makers. It's the big media cartels that are losing out. And very little of the content on Google and Facebook is infringing, the media sites actually benefit from people sharing their links on social media. I'm going to be honest, given that copyright has been a thing for over 500 years in some form or another, well, back then it was called by its proper name just straight up censorship, it leads me to question whether or not these business models were ever actually really that optimal in the first place. Yeah, well, I mean, look at how many successful novels or, you know, like Shakespeare's plays or the telescope or things like that, you can find all sorts of writings and inventions that just transform the world that were not covered by things like patents and copyright. Listen carefully, folks. If you seriously need a government-granted monopoly, in this case, in the form of IP, you are a shitty businessman! Find a different field or work for someone else. Quote, the copyright directive is an attempt to create a level playing field where everyone can gain from the amazing options that the new technologies offer. Musicians, artists, video producers, and the whole creative sector will benefit by having a fairer negotiating position. How? By making it next to impossible to post anything? By making it so that small websites can't stay in business? And by killing off every single way small and independent creators can earn a living? But it's totally for the sake of the creators, you guys. We're in no way using them as political pawns and shields while we do everything we can to benefit the big corporations. It's why I rightly call these idiots copyright Nazis. Because the glove fits. Centralization and monopolization of information by the state. Just like the Third Reich did, just like Mussolini's fascism did, and just like every other repressive totalitarian regime ever. Copyright Nazis. Boom. Make that a new thing. This next part we proved to be a lie weeks ago, quote, Just like everyone else, the EU loves culture, cinema, art, and music. We have no intention in restricting young people's access to all these wonderful things on or offline. Oh, and by the way, no matter what some people and paid-for campaigns may tell you, you will never be prevented from having a laugh online. We are not banning memes, in all caps. On the contrary, there will be a guarantee that platforms respect your right to self-expression. That includes pastiche, critique, and parody. They are 
lying. We covered this. They are demanding filters and they are passing all sorts of restrictions and saying that, oh, the nerds are just going to have to nerd harder and figure out a way for these filters not to block memes, even though it's impossible to have a filter to detect what content is infringing and what isn't. No filter could possibly ever understand that context. No kidding. (laughs) Quote, Nonetheless, it appears as if the largest search and video platforms in the world are afraid of regulation, despite having overwhelming dominance on the Internet. Yeah, wonder why? Maybe because copyright restrictions like the DMCA have already made life hell for so many people, and that doesn't even come anywhere close to the level of intrusion of Article 13? Quote, Big technology has even created grassroots campaign against the copyright directive in order to make it look and sound as if the EU is acting against the will of the people. Now, this is absolutely disgusting. The reason why it looks and sounds as if the EU is acting against the will of the people is because they are acting against the will of the people. (laughs) And when people asked for even basic safeguards on fair use, they were completely snubbed. And in fact, Change.org has a petition against Article 13 with almost 5 million signatures on it. By far the largest petition in Change.org history. And you can't fake that with a few bots. Yeah. Especially since I've actually signed some petitions on that. You have to actually sign your real name. Oh yeah. And you even have the option to leave a comment. So that'd be pretty difficult, if not impossible, to just fake. Yep. Well, are you ready for a laugh? Quote. Unlike Google and Facebook, the EU is answerable to the public and to democratically elected politicians. Except, here they are, pretending that the views of the public aren't legitimate. They're not representing the public, just a very few players in an obsolete industry. Or of and by the people, except when they're not, which is always... Well, check out this part, quote... Do Google, Facebook, or others really need to pay to persuade? Are we in a world where ordinary people side with the fire-breathing dragon against the knight with the blue and yellow shield? Oh, brother! They're the knight in shining armor coming to save you! In the immortal words of Matt Delahunty, Oh my god, I just want to shove my foot right up your condescending ass. (laughs) Jesus! I don't think anything more needs to be said after that, other than the fact that, of course, the European Commission is once again this week's biggest bogan emitter. You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. And now let's catheterize this week's Idiot Okay, now it's time to cover the other president that has been elected under circumstances that some find dubious <laughs> and who people claim is allied with Russia and has declared a national emergency to close off the country's southern border because of what he claims is an economic threat. Okay, yeah, I'm talking about Trump this time. Yeah, Jesus. Horseshoe theory. 
I'm just saying. Obama, Clinton, both Bushes, Reagan, Carter, they all declared one national emergency after another when something didn't go their way and they wanted to bypass the Constitution to do it anyway. Basically, we've been in a continual state of emergency for half a century. And this is all despite us being the safest we've ever been pretty much in world history. Yeah. So a declaration from Trump's press secretary reads... The current situation at the southern border presents a border security and humanitarian crisis that threatens core national security interests and constitutes a national emergency. The southern border is a major entry point for criminals, gang members, and illicit narcotics. Okay, first of all, it isn't. Most of these are coming on boats or planes or being smuggled right through border checkpoints. The DEA has confirmed this numerous times. You don't smuggle drugs and condoms stuck in the nether regions of people running across the border in a remote region of the desert. It's a lot more efficient to simply drive them through in large trucks with Los Poyos Hermanos written on the side. Yeah. Quote, The problem of large-scale unlawful migration through the southern border is long-standing, and despite the executive branch's exercise of existing statutory authorities, this situation has worsened in certain respects in recent years. Well, actually, it's down to a quarter of what it was at its peak in the year 2000. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but I don't really get the whining about it being from Mexico. Like, last I checked, net migration from Mexico to the U.S. has actually been negative since at least 2008. Which means that even if we were to have a wall, if anything, it would just stop those people from going back. I mean, isn't that what they wanted? Well, and actually, there are far more of them coming from Canada, because a lot of Canadians come down to the U.S. and just overstay their visas, so when's the Canadian border wall coming? <laughs> oh, God. Cue the South Park references and jokes here. <laughs> Quote, in particular, recent years have seen sharp increases in the number of family units entering and seeking entry into the United States. How that constitutes an emergency is anybody's guess. Yep. Quote, If not detained, such aliens are often released into the country and are often difficult to remove from the United States because they fail to appear for hearings, do not comply with orders of removal, or are otherwise difficult to locate. Well, actually, according to the DOJ, as many as 75% of non-detained immigrants show up for court. Trump doesn't listen to his own agencies. He's just like Obama in that way. Yeah. Trump's immigration policy is largely indistinguishable from Obama's. So to the younger folk out there, don't fall for the rhetoric that the left is pro-immigrant. They tried pulling this crap when Bush was in office, and they pretended to be anti-war. Don't fall for it. But none of this is the biggest fail. As people on my Discord know, I spotted the problem immediately when Trump gave his speech and said, quote, I could do the wall over a longer period of time. I didn't need to do this but I'd rather do this much faster. Did you get it? He didn't need to do it. So how is it an emergency? Jesus. Yeah. Yes, emergency. Good sir, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, when this is contested in court, and you know this is going to be contested in court, I can't imagine them not bringing this up. Hey, your honor, he said he didn't need to do it. Yeah. It's not an emergency. I mean, not that that won't stop them. But the big problem is... National emergencies almost always result in government shredding a little bit more of the Constitution and exercising even more power over more and more of our lives, and we don't get them back when the emergency's over, because ultimately, the emergency's never over. 
Yeah. Just like with war, it never ends. Certainly not with the state, that's for sure. But shooting himself in the foot like that, that just has to make Donald Trump this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this Just a World That We All Must Share edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come join the discussion at discord.bogosity.tv and feel free to send a question, statement, news article, or rant in text or audio to podcast.bogosity.tv. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please donate using PayPal or crypto or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Links to all of these are at donate.bogosity.tv. Thank you for listening, and thanks to Travis Retriever for joining me. It was great to be back. Until next time, here's a quote from Pope John Paul II. The historical experience of socialist countries has sadly demonstrated that collectivism does not do away with alienation, but rather increases it, adding to it a lack of basic necessities and economic inefficiency. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial Derivatives 4.0 International License. You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.bogosity.tv, your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.bogosity.tv now. Like, I don't get the racism a lot. A lot of people, including my parents, seem to have towards importing Chinese products. Like, oh, they cut corners, oh, you know, evil, wicked chemicals and stuff that are poisoning them. Like, you know, stuff that isn't, like, don't buy their honey, they'll, uh, it's not actual pollen in it or something. So says my mom, and I'm like, okay, so I guess it's not racism when it involves BS like this. But, okay, whatever. Did it for Democrats in general. I mean, I really don't give a steaming hot crap where the stuff comes from when I buy it. All I care is price, quality, whether or not it fits my situation. More often than not, I won't even look at where it comes from, because, you know, I'm not a racist bell and Sheesh. But look at China's economic freedom score. I mean, the score itself is not great, but if you look at how it changes from year to year, the more stuff we buy from China, the more economically free they make their country. Yeah, free trade is absolutely a way to increase economic freedom. That's just how it works.